Whether you're hitting the road on your way to work or just hitting snooze. Broadcasting live and local. This is, is Lee Faulkner on A64 Triple M. G'day, I'm Lee Faulkner. Welcome to the podcast edition of the show. An opportunity to catch up on things you might have missed out on throughout the week, something you might want to re-listen to, and the full experience of some of those things that don't quite make it to air. Uh, coming up, uh, to Woomba's very own Elvis turned up to the studio during the week to commemorate 45 years since we lost the King of Rock and Roll. Garth Hamilton was in to address the whole Scott Morrison saga. Uh, in the cafe, uh, we discussed uh, whether or not there was enough being done to protect particularly young people from some of these very easy-to-use afterpay systems and, uh, you know, quick loans and so forth. Uh, We uh, had Friday foodies with some brand-new places for you to go and try and eat around our region. Bit of a laugh with You Can't Be Serious. And, well, we kick off the podcast, as we do every week, with uh, your favourite segment as we talk all things rugby league in the smelly boot. Thanks to Bottomart, we get to talk all things Rugby League as Round 23 continues after last night's big clash and we look forward to some great games still to come. We are joined by our panel of experts. Gov, good morning. G'day guys, how are we going? Good mate, good. And uh, Paul Solidredi, K&R Plumbing Supplies in the Toowoomba Clydesdales. G'day mate. Yeah, good morning, everybody. All right, or Western Clydesdales, as I should say. Okay, let's have a look at these games. Uh, Friday night tonight kicks off 6 o'clock at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. We head to far north Queensland, where the North Queensland Cowboys are winks odds against the Warriors. If you've got any love for the Warriors at $6.50, I don't. What about you, Gov? Yeah, look, the Warriors had a good win last week, albeit at home and against the Dogs. Um $6, not sure about that. Emotions may have been pretty high last week. The Cowboys might have got them. Um, they bounce back this week. I think so. I, I just don't think that New Zealand will win a game outside of New Zealand, uh, at least the rest of this season. Solid? Yeah, no, I'll go with the Cowboys. I think they'll bounce back to their loss against the Roosters last week. They'll be uh, really sporting for that back at home. Hard to beat. All right. The next game is a very juicy one. The Brisbane Broncos, it's sort of fallen off the precipice there just for a couple of weekends. Bounce back last weekend comfortably against the Knights, uh, who have their own dramas. We'll get to that later. Uh, but uh, they come up against the Storm. But it's at Suncorp Stadium. So do they get over the line solid? Yeah, I think I'm going with the Storm, actually. I'm not okay. going with the Broncos at all. I think... Um, they they weren't that impressive against the Knights. I think the Storm were fantastic against the Panthers. They were. Munster's just knocked back that deal. I reckon he'll be uh, out there to prove his worth, and I think he'll pull the Broncos apart on his own. All right, Gov, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Look, Brisbane at home, this should be a cracking game, but um, the Storm haven't been at their best, um, although they were too good for the understrength Panthers last week. I think they can get away with this one. All right. Uh, this is the big one here. We're gonna, we'll come to Solid in a minute because he's got an each-way <laughs> bet here happening. But uh, Combank Stadium, 3 o'clock. This is an absolute... I know, I know we tend to say this. It's a cliche in this game. But this is a must-win for Parramatta. They lose this game. The last two games of the round see them come up against a couple of hot sides and could see them miss the eight, which is extraordinary. They'll play the Broncos and then the Storm in the last two rounds. So for mine, they have to beat the Bulldogs. I'm back them to do it. They are the favourites. Uh, the Bulldogs, though, upset the Eels earlier in the year, Gov. They did, and um, as you alluded to, I can't wait to hear Solid's uh, summary because oh, he, be a beauty. Um, 
he's affiliated. With, well, he's affiliated with more people than Scott Morrison, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm on the winning he's, side, not the losing side. He's got more teams <laughs> than Scott Morrison had ministries. Uh, fantastic. All right. <laughs> I had to get a corner out for this one, fair dinkum. Um, the Dogs, they scored 18 points last week. Eels, Duck Egg, uh, Brad Arthur would have been very, very cranky. I think they will win this encounter. Mitchell Moses returns is what we're hearing. Uh, the finger seems to have healed quite nicely and he should be able to take the field. Jake Arthur will uh, go back uh, to uh, reserve grade. Uh, solid, uh, which way are you going on this one? Yeah, well, I haven't spoke to Gus this week, but <laughs> I did give Brad Arthur a ring and uh, I got his message back as usual. Yeah, but I yes. think the Eels will be way too good for the dogs. My daughter Ellie never oh. let me... Uh, never let me stop hearing about the dogs beating us last time. And uh, Gus didn't want my opinion, my advice this week, so I'll go with the Eels. Definitely well, that's go with probably the, the one thing in the Eels' favour, is it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you better hope Brad Arthur doesn't listen to his voicemail. <laughs> uh, look, I'm a solid number two, and I'm sticking with the Eels. I, I hope that hasn't put the curse of the smelly boot on them, but uh, oh, yeah. we have to win that three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. My fingers are crossed. All right, four pines parked in the Manly Sea Eagles. Say they are outsiders for this one. Uh, Five thirty dollar twenty-five for the Sharkies. Uh, I've got the Sharks. What do you reckon? They're solid. Yeah, I got the Sharks. The Eagles got exposed by the Titans last week. You know they really put it to them. Sharks are a real dark horse to uh, to push for the premiership this year. They're just building nicely. So I got the Sharks to be too good for the Seagulls. Nico Hines have a game last week, Gov. Uh, if he pulls uh, out even half that performance this week, uh, you'd have to think they're specials. Yeah, yeah, but look, Nico has paid his way at the Sharks already. Um, yeah, mainly played like Eels last week. I think the Sharks continued that pain. All right. Uh, this is also a very one-sided game then. The Sydney Cricket Ground, 7.35 uh, tomorrow night. Uh, the Sydney Roosters take on the West Tigers. You'll get $7 about the Tigers if you're up for it, but uh, I can't see myself taking that. I'm on the Roosters. Uh, what do you reckon, Gov? Yeah, not with your, your money either, mate. No, no. West Tigers, their woes continue this week. The Chooks are at full strength and I'll put plenty on them. All right. Uh, solid. you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with everything. I think the Roos is way too good for the Tigers. All right. Uh, now, look, the Dragons might have already booked their Bali holiday, but so too are the Gold Coast Titans. Bo Firma, uh, your man from uh, from Dolby there, Gov, he reckons uh, the Titans are going to put on a show the last three weeks for their fans. So uh, it might come back to bite the Dragons there. Are you concerned? Well, look, this is the matching around. It's played at headquarters down there at Wynn Stadium. <laughs> no, no, this is Sunday, Gov. Oh, We're talking about Sunday. <laughs> it's the clash of the two Dolby boys, McCulloch versus oh. um, Firmus, so I can't wait to see that. I'll have a couple of uh, the sponsored products sit up and watch this one. Uh, the Dragons to go to the top of um, the Firma-related uh, oh. team. Yeah, Nick, that'll do, mate. Uh, solid with a, a former association with the Titans. I don't know what you're going to be watching on, Gov. They'll probably be running reruns of Fantasy Island, mate, but anyway. <laughs> That's the plan, the plan. You'll, you'll need a few more than the sponsor's product to get through that game. I reckon the Titans um, uh, are really going to get into the Dragons. I think they're going to tear them apart. I'm going to back the Titans over the Dragons. Yep, I just on the back of the way he was talking there, I think they're still excited about the last three rounds. Uh, not too many clubs in the bottom eight uh, are that way thinking, I think. So I'm with the Titans as well. And then the final game of the round. Well, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, McDonald McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, we'll see the Newcastle Knights 
hosting the Canberra Raiders. Now, there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, first of all, on the night side, we've got a couple of players say uh, in the uh, in the lose. Uh, you know, I think we know what's going on. But having said that, it's not a great look for the club. And then on the other side, Canberra Raiders, of course, Ricky Stewart, and he'll come back from his one week suspension. So uh, there's a lot to unpack here. Solid. Uh, just your thoughts on the whole scenario surrounding Kalen Ponger and Kurt Mann. Yeah, I think uh, they're coming up with a pretty poor excuse and nobody, I suppose, can adamantly say what was happening in there. And those that want to believe one thing or believe it, those that believe the other will uh, follow that way. They weren't escorted out because someone was being sick, for sure. They don't take you out into the into the main bar. So I think there's something, and they're in a bit of trouble, and that just shows you the feeling they have within their own club is that they're not even there supporting the rest of their, their mates there and enjoying the, the season off already. So Raiders have still got a bit to play for. They'll destroy the Knights this weekend. All right. My uh, my mail is that they're going to paint all the sidelines yellow this weekend, Gov, just in case. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> now, you can take from that what you like. Uh, which way would you go with this one, Gov? I'll tell you what, the butcher's panicking now at this point in time. Oh, fair dinkum. The Knights, look, the Knights are expecting a big crowd, so they've ordered 100 portaloos. They don't want anyone to be sharing cubicles <laughs> down there, so they've got all sort of gin for the week. <laughs> I think the Raiders for me. Oh, very good. Geez, you've held on to a couple of those. Uh, you've done very well. He's brought the A game. Uh, well, I'm with the Raiders as well, so uh, sorry, the Butcher. We've put the curse on them, but I, I think you're going to be okay somehow. Uh, I think they'll I think they'll win by more than a nose. All right. Now, let's uh, go straight to uh, – yeah, here we go. It's a slow burner. Now, uh, stay with me. Now, we've got local rugby league coming up. I lost the kids. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Tell me, Solid, what is happening locally? Yeah, a couple of fantastic games this weekend in the Toowoomba Rugby League. Saturday afternoon, we see the Highfields Eagles taking on the uh, Gundawindi Bulls. That'll be a fantastic match out of Cools Road. Uh, Saturday night as well, what a battle out there. Warwick Cowboys taking on Waddles. It's always a very fiery affair when those two are taking each other on. Brothers are taking on Oakey Saturday, and in conjunction with that, we'll see the Wagner's Clydesdales play there as well at 12.30 here in Toowoomba against the uh, Burley Bears. So great opportunity to get out and see our local representative side. And then down the bottom, we'll see Valleys taking on Gatton, which will be another good clash Sunday afternoon. You two boys enjoy the rugby league. Thank you. Have a good one, boys. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And for decades now, Australians have been tactically encouraged to reduce our alcohol consumption, especially amongst young people. Drink responsibly campaigns back with increased taxes on ready-to-drink items, advertising standards, RBTs and RSA laws have all contributed to the message. But what would happen if Aussies actually listened and drastically reduced the amount of grog we collectively drink? Well, our coffers would be about as empty as the Parramatta Eels trophy cabinet. Just ask Japan. You see, the Japanese government has launched a nationwide competition calling for ideas to encourage people to drink more alcohol after a change in attitudes among the young resulted in a slide in tax revenue. The Sake Viva campaign, which is being run by the National Tax Agency, is asking 20 to 39-year-olds to come up with ways to revitalise the popularity of alcohol, which has fallen out of favour because of lifestyle changes. 
The competition calls for new products and designs, as well as, and I'm not kidding here, ways to promote home drinking. Here in Australia, we call that the masked singer. The NTA said alcohol consumption in Japan had fallen from an average of 100 litres a person a year in 1995 to 75 litres. Now, the decrease in alcohol sales has hit the budget, which is already running a deficit. And alcohol taxes are down 4% compared to 1980. A particularly steep decline in beer consumption has seen sales volumes down 20% and over 9% the previous year. I wonder if they took into account the lack of Australian tourists over the last couple of years. But in a can we have our cake and eat it too moment, the health ministry in Japan said it hoped the campaign would remind people to remember to drink only the appropriate amount of alcohol. Yes, please drink more but not too much. Sounds less like a government campaign and more like a Joey John's pep talk. You cannot be serious! And uh, popping into the studio is the federal member for Groom, uh, Scott Morrison now. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's still Garth Hamilton. I... And- <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. great to it's great to have you in here. Look, I know I jest, uh, and we have a bit of a laugh. Uh, but I I also understand that uh, for you and for your uh, political colleagues, uh, that this has certainly become a, a bit of a serious scenario. Yeah, it is, Lee. And it's good to see you this morning. Uh, no, yeah, I will be serious. I'm I'm pretty uncomfortable with what I've seen. I, I appreciate the the calls from our leader to to make sure we wait until we hear from the legal advice coming through on Monday. And Absolutely, that's, that's good. We need to do that. But I don't think anyone's uh, too comfortable with anything happening in secret in government. Yeah, um, and, and I'm uh, certainly not uh, sitting comfortably on it at the moment. Um, I'm trying to hold back. I won't. I won't say the words on your radio station uh, this morning that I first said when I heard about this. So it's probably kids <laughs> listening, Lee. But um, yeah, look, I can uh, only imagine, though. I mean, I can only imagine after you know the last election and everything that that has happened since then. I and uh, it's the last thing that you need is to have the rest of you tarnished by something that that one person has done. Uh, and it would seem very much, uh, you know, on their own and and in very much covert situation. So, uh, so as you say, I don't want to get you in any legal trouble because I can say things that you can't. But I appreciate the fact that say uh, all of you seem to be saying the same thing. Uh, we need to find the fact of exactly what happened and what it means to the country, but also it probably doesn't pass the pub test, yeah? Oh, at this stage, not even closely, but um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll leave it there. If you ask me on Tuesday, I'll probably be a bit more free to talk. But the thing Fair is, Lee, the thing is, this isn't, we're talking about this and, and it's the last thing that's on people's minds at the moment. Yeah. You know, we're seeing inflation going on around the world. We're seeing uh, the Chronicle this morning got an article about rent going up probably 30 bucks over the Another next- Another $30? Yeah. And that's on top of the, the growth we saw last year. That's right. Uh, I had a constituent call me the other day. So they had $50 increase in their rent, just just like that. Just yep. no warning, straight up. And then you look at the, the Bowser. Absolutely. You look at the supermarket checkout. All right across. It's, it's just it, continuing. The entire uh, family budget's under stress at the moment. These are the things that people want us focusing on. They want yep. us to know that in Canberra, we're taking our job seriously yes. and addressing these these concerns. That's what I'm in this game for. And I think that uh, distractions like this are just absolutely bloody ludicrous. Um, you know, what, what I'm down there at the moment really pushing for is to make sure that we try and keep a lid on, on rising prices. Uh, you know, energy prices, for instance, Lee, are going up. Um, we've seen that before. That's one of the first things that really starts to hit business. Absolutely. And the biggest problem we have here, Garth, is that unlike some areas, we don't have an alternative. 
And and this Absolutely. is the biggest problem uh, that that we face when it comes to energy prices. I I don't have any. There's no wiggle room because I don't have anywhere to negotiate. So if I say to the energy supplier that's supplying us, well, then you can turn it up. I'm gone. Well, it's either that or it's 100 percent off the grid solar. Well, this is one of the this is one of the reasons why it's so important to get someone down there having a you know with a big mouth absolutely pushing our case because yep. in Groom here we've got a, a whole economy we're not like one of these Melbourne seats that just has a couple of suburbs no you know a couple of streets and everyone's kind of the same they all work in the same yes. field they have the same house we've it's got very a, diverse we've, I've got everything from the bloke working out on a farm at Bowenville to investment bankers down on Ruthven Street there you know mm-hmm. a whole economy and everything in between and our voice needs to be heard on these issues that issue for us on, on energy not having a choice that's a big issue for us yeah Absolutely, and would make a very big difference to people if they could feel like they had some, uh, you know, power when it comes to that. Uh, at the moment, we, we just feel like we're being hamstrung, and that's the same with, you know, the petrol prices, that we feel like we're certainly being hamstrung there, and when you go to other areas, you wonder why we're paying what we're paying uh, at the moment up here. So the RACQ keeps pointing at this particular region uh, for whatever reason that it is, that, that this seems to be one of those places, a hotspot, uh, and it all just adds up to, uh, to meaning that people are really, really struggling at the moment. Uh, look, on the other side of that, let's just finish a little bit of positivity. Uh, apart from the fact that your new core flutes for next election will feature a dog in the uh, in the profile picture. I know you're keen on that idea now, uh, which is great. <laughs> I, I, I'll be with you. I'm with you. Uh, we are only two weeks away now from the biggest celebration uh, for residents of Groom. Uh, it is uh, Carnival of Flowers time. That is going to bring uh, tourists, it's going to bring the eyes of the world because it's a, a well-known event all around the place uh, onto this area and it's time for us to shine. Absolutely. It's one of the, the nice little... It's Everyone talks about it as a hidden secret when they come up here. They come from Brisbane they say, oh, I didn't know this oh, was here. It's secret. one of the best events going on. Um, I encourage everyone, reach out to your friends and family everywhere. Tell them to come up. It's fantastic to pump through our economy. And of course, now that it goes for such a long period, mm. there's so much to come and see and do up here. I was walking through the park the other night with my cavoodle, which you will see on my next uh, election signs, Lee. Uh, me and a dog, you never know, that might... Uh, get, the, get the female the vote. The female vote. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, we're having a, having a lovely walk through there. Everything's looking fantastic. Does, the council does it? a great job there. Yeah. Yeah, they've done absolutely brilliantly. And again, we are geared up for the Carnival of Flowers for 2022, and it is going to be a great celebration. Looking forward to that. Uh, all right, well, as always, thank you very much for, for popping in. I know it's a difficult time at the moment, everything going on, uh, but uh, you know we'll uh, wait and see what the, the wash-up of this is. Uh, in the meantime, well, you know, we'll continue to do what we do and poke fun at it. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> Garth Hamilton, Federal Member for Group. Thank you, mate. Appreciate you, your time and your, and your candidness in here. It's 16 to 8. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And welcome to Time Traveller Tuesday. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, but for time travellers, it's already tomorrow. Anyway, Chinese social media platform TikTok has become the home of real-time travellers over the last couple of years, and we brought you many of their weird and wonderful claims. One such TikTok user posted a video warning against an onslaught of undead pigs and aliens. But the good news is that some people will receive superhuman powers from the sun, and apparently it's all happening in the next couple of months. The user at Time Voyaging claims to be from the year 2906 and says October 8th this year, a zombie pig escapes a lab, which leads to 60% of all pigs getting infected. With what exactly, they don't say. November the 1st, classified files are released about aliens that have landed on Earth, 
On the 14th of November, 10 humans received powers from the sun, including telekinesis, strength and others. So let's hope that one of the other non-specified powers is the ability to fight zombie pigs. And on the 10th of December this year, President Joe Biden will be removed from office due to health issues. Really? That's your bold prediction? That an 80-year-old man in the world's most stressful job may suffer health problems? I mean, what's next for these bold predictors? Sky News will claim the country will go to hell in a handbasket under a Labor government? Carrie Bickmore will unleash a torrent of tears over a celebrity death on the project? And the masked singer will shock us all with the reveal of yet another massive superstar? Anyway, the so-called time traveller then completely disgraced themselves by saying England will win this year's Football World Cup and Parramatta will win the NRL Grand Final somewhere between now and the year 2906. Yeah, not likely, buddy. You cannot be serious! Triple M's Friday Foodies with Kristen O'Brien. Well, my favourite time of the week because we get to talk all things food with Kristen O'Brien from Dine Darling Downs. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. How are you going today? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, and thank you for hooking us up with Okie Pokey while you were laid up with COVID. I was laid <laughs> up with COVID only for a short time, but oh. you and producer Rob, I mean, you guys got to do the taste test and I have to say I'm a bit jealous. Grand Central's newest pop-up restaurant or cafe, Okie yeah. Pokey, what was it like? It was fantastic. I had the Hawaiian pork, which is like pulled pork. It's obviously been slow cooked in loads and loads of wonderful flavours. Brown rice, there was the apple slaw, there was uh, the charred pineapple, the lime mayo, the crisp shallots. Ah, it was just absolutely delicious. Uh, Rob had the text mech, so he had the, the, the spiced rice, chili con carne, the guacamole, uh, black bean salsa, sour cream, tortilla chips, all of that sort of stuff. There's a, there's a range of them, and you will find something to suit your tastes at Okie Pokey. I, I just thoroughly recommend it. Lunch, dinner, whatever. It was just brilliant. And it's the freshness, isn't it? Yeah. That's the and that's what Rob was saying. It was really tasty, oh. but super fresh as well. So it sounds like a perfect spot for lunch. So I'll definitely be heading down there this weekend. And look, Lee, there's a couple of other new places to try that have opened recently. One is for sweet lovers, and it's called Little Patisserie Cafe. So you'll find them in James Street, 172 James Street. And one of their latest additions to the menu, and you will love this, Lee, is handmade chocolate truffles. Mm, yum. No, I know. So these are absolutely to die for. And they also have amazing tarts and cakes and done in that beautiful uh, French uh, patisserie style. And But it's not just about the sweets. They've got salad bowls, quiches, sandwiches and coffee. So definitely check that one out in James Street. It's called Little Patisserie Cafe. Oh, now, for those of you as uh, old as me, you remember through the 80s and the 90s, crepes and, and crepe places popping up all over the place. It became the sort of go-to thing. Uh, well, Toowoomba now has its own specialty crepe restaurant in Neal Street. We do. And I remember crepes and it was such a thing. And I'm so glad that they're making a comeback. Me too. Uh, this place is called, it's new, it's called Googs Cafe and Restaurant. It's just opened in Neal Street, so just a few doors down from the Empire Theatre. We are heading there. We're going to take producer Rob for another taste test. We love um, 
We love doing that. So we're going to head there soon. But I have to tell you, Lee, I called in there yesterday just to pick up a menu and I was so impressed, not only by the super friendly welcome that I got from Claire and Brenda, they are lovely people, but the menu, it's amazing. So um, the chef, Michelle, she's French trained and the crepes and the omelettes also, they look really, really delicious. I was watching them come out of the kitchen and I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait to try it. <laughs> so we're talking about things like savoury crepes that include crepe florentine, smoked beef crepe, a creamy mushroom and garlic sauce crepe, chicken and bacon crepe and even sweet crepes, of course. Of course, sweet crepes. So how does this sound? Caramelised banana oh. and English toffee butter crepe um, or fresh crepes served with lemon maple syrup butter and vanilla ice cream. I think definitely drill-worthy. So check out Googs. You will find them on the corner of Neil and Julia Street in the CBD. Lots of great ideas there for some new places to try. Remember, head out and support our local hospitality businesses. And, of course, you'll find food to suit your mood at dinedarlingdowns.com.au or on their social pages. And here every Friday on Friday Foodies with Kristen O'Brien. And we'll talk to you again next week. Can't wait. Have a great weekend. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And as we know, politicians are pretty good at making promises they have no intention of keeping. But it is possible that Congressman Ronnie Jackson in the US may stick to his most recent pledge of avoiding certain foods. Also typical of Polly's is answering a question with a diversionary tactic. The old, well, I'll tell you what I won't do, as opposed to answering with what they will do. And on a recent podcast, Ronnie didn't disappoint. The congressman was asked what his last meal on earth would be, and given his entire time in office was during the Trump administration, I assumed humble pie. But no, Ronnie answered with this. It won't be a balut, which is a fertilised duck egg they bury in the ground for a few months. I ate one of those. I'm never doing that again. And fair enough. Buried fertilised eggs aren't for everyone. But back to the question, what, sir, will be your last meal? It won't be dog penis. I'm sorry, what? I ate a whole plate of dog penis one time. not doing that again. Right. But look, before you regurgitate your breakfast and call the RSPCA, the South Korean dish in reference was, in fact, gable, a phallically shaped fish that, when translated into English, means willy fish. And in what is nothing more than an in-joke amongst Koreans, gable's similarity to a dog's genitals meant, in slang, it's referred to as that. So out of interest, what would his last meal be? Fried steak, fried okra... Uh, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes. Mmm, cholesterol. Either way, the congressman didn't eat any part of a dog whilst in Korea, which according to locals, if he had, would have seen him hitting the toilet cubicles more often than Kurt Mann and Kalen Ponger. You cannot be serious! Elvis is in the building. Uh, but today, of course, it is the anniversary of uh, the death of the King of Rock and Roll. It was on this day in uh, 1977. The King died at aged 42. And uh, locally here, we have someone who's taken on the persona of uh, the great man Elvis Presley and uh, is performing locally uh, shows, uh, highlighting the incredible music of the man that we know as the King. Uh, I know him as Tristan James, but he is today Elvis Presley. Uh, thank you for coming in. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me. Why the King? Why Why did you decide that that was where you wanted to go when it came to, you know, emulating somebody in music? I didn't even choose it. I got a booking in February during, we were doing We Will Rock You at the Empire, yes. and a lady called me and she said, can you do my mum's 73rd birthday <laughs> as Elvis? 
And I said, sure. And I worked out the rest after that and, and, and did the birthday. And since then I thought, well, I may as well invest in it. And as you can see right now, uh, I'm wearing a replica Elvis jumpsuit from his 1972 Madison Square Garden um, show. That's extraordinary. You'll be able to see this on our social media pages because uh, producer Rob's in here getting some footage of Tristan. I mean, you've got the hair, you've got the the, the mutton chops, you've got the uh, incredible jumps. I mean, it just is brilliant, i got to say, and a little one to the staff peering in through the fishbowl that is our studio here this morning. What do you think that... He has endured the way that he has. Uh, 45 years ago, there are people like yourself who weren't mm. even on the earth when he was around doing his thing. I mean, even I was only seven when he died. Uh, yeah. Why has he endured over the top of so many others? You know, he was alive for 42 years. So, I mean, he's been dead for longer yeah. than he was even alive. It's his showmanship. He's an absolutely timeless performer. Yep. Um, his music was a, an eclectic mix of rhythm and blues and country and it was just different for the time um no one's really matched him there's been so many that have been influenced by him since including myself but a lot of the, the biggest pop stars today are influenced by elvis